In this episode, I conclude my conversation with Carlos Reyes, and we go kind of deep. We talk about how important it is to see ourselves, how God sees us, and how religion destroys that image so that we don't grow the faith needed to accomplish our calling. We also learn a little bit about Carlos' entrepreneurial journey and get to know him better. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. The idea, uh, you know, th- this fascinates me, right? The the idea of feeling undeserving, and we all feel that. I mean, I feel that way sometimes still to this day in, in certain areas, right? But the idea of feeling undeserving when a perfect God loves us is, is almost like, it's just insanity. It's like, you don't feel like you deserve something. Well, well the perfect God Someone who has no flaws, no mistakes, is is perfect in any every any and every way, accepts you the way you are, and allows you to 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 enter into the kingdom if you choose. This is perfect perfection would allow you. Then how could you feel undeserving from anything or anyone else? Like it doesn't even make sense for us to to feel that way when you think about it. It's now I, we all struggle with it, including myself. But we shouldn't. <laughs> like we should. And, and again, I think to tie it back in again is it's again because we think it's about us. We we make the assumption that it's something that we're doing that we cause or we don't cause or we you know. And and that's just simply not true. That's not how God works. Everything is because of him. We, we, you know, the, the word tells us that we can't even come to him without being drawn first. So there's nothing we can do. It, it's all him. And the more that we can grasp that and the more that we can live by that, then the, the easier life actually becomes. Like a lot of people think that that makes life harder. Like, it, it makes it so much easier <laughs> to go through and think like, well, uh, yeah, this doesn't feel so good what I'm going through right now. This this doesn't seem so good. In fact, it, it seems chaotic and disastrous and I don't know what to do. But knowing that God is in control is relief. It's like, well, he's got it. There's nothing I can do, right? Right. You know, I think just in our finite minds, we want to deserve it. You know, we want to because it just doesn't make sense. Grace itself doesn't make sense. I'm a I'm a believer that if we really knew the grace that God gave a person, it would offend us. Grace just doesn't make sense. It's it's despite who you are, God sought after you. Despite who I am, God sought after me. And I know there are people who would be angry to you know, with stuff that I've been through, you know, I didn't deserve to be saved. I didn't deserve to, to 
have a relationship with God or be blessed, you know, but that's just the thing. God has yeah, none so of much us grace. deserve it. Right. None of us deserve it. It's a, it's, and, and so you can't even weigh that. Like there's, hey, uh, let me, let me ask you a question. So like, let's, let's run this small experiment. If, if you had a choice between, I, let's say I could write you a check right now for a million dollars, right? And it's yours, clear and free, no, no strings attached. It's yours. Or I said, in two years, you can earn it yourself. What would you choose? I mean, I have no problem receiving the million dollars right, right quick. Yeah. And that's the right answer. But you know how many people would say, no, I'm going to earn it myself. Right. And that is the essence of what we're talking about. It's like, how, like, how uh, off is that? I'm trying to say the nice words here, but like, how off does that sound, man? Like that you wouldn't receive a million dollars, even if you know that you're going to earn it yourself in two years, even if you had a hundred percent guarantee that you could earn it in two years, why not take it today? Right. Like, and a lot of people will say, no, I'm going to earn it myself. And that, that's right. just a bad way of thinking. That, that means you can't even receive something from anyone and so uh, including god a lot of times the you know these this kind of mindset is incapable of even receiving from god even from someone who is perfect and and it's almost like 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 how do you believe god is perfect wants to give you thing something and you think he's right. making a mistake right so then you right. don't think he's perfect because you're saying he's making a mistake so uh, you know I think we we all can learn from saying like, hey, I I don't deserve it. That's that's actually a true statement. None of right. us deserve it. But you know, it I doesn't think it's matter. Worth, I think it's worth mentioning that when you mention a million dollars, the reason why I would have accepted it is because I have this belief, you know, just from my experience, I could turn that to 10 million in in you know a couple years so like i was thinking oh uh, no i don't want to wait i want to do something with it and i think that is worth mentioning because i think that's spiritually too like that you need to receive your salvation you need to receive the grace god is trying to give you so that you could do something with it because if you don't like i think a lot of us don't do anything with what God has given us. We kind of just sit on it or we hide it. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you got to use it. Uh, but even as to be an effective Christian, do something with your salvation. Do something with the grace God has given you. Multiply it. Like it should grow. It shouldn't be just a one and done uh, two years in, from in now, every area of your life, right? Every area of your life should look like that. I, I, you, you know, my heart, man. We've had these conversations many times. I'm, I'm all about growth in every area I can. Uh, you know, you can only do so much at, at once, but, uh, but you know, the, there's, there's room for growth everywhere. And if you're, you're not looking at it, if you're not seeing it, if you're not going after it, like you're not you're not putting your staff out. Like that's just it. Like that is putting your staff out. It's, it's looking for the areas of growth. E even, uh, I want to go back to this really quick. You, you know, when you talked about the, 
like not deserving and and um and the gentleman you mentioned who who felt he didn't deserve it and he said that you, you mentioned he said that you know he felt like he was scared of what money would turn him into right it's it's more like you're scared of dealing with yourself because the money will amplify the issues in your life that that actually is true but that's not a bad thing like you should want to know the issues in your life you should want those things to be amplified so that you can take time in prayer and you can take the time to correct those things and figure them out right i mean like that should be a constant prayer for all of us is point out my sin point out my flaws help me fix them and so if if money is going to amplify something wrong in your life, then great. Like, then take it and fix it. Go, oh, wow, I never noticed that I was that way, right? But now that I have money, I'm doing this and everyone thinks I'm this way. And I guess I actually am this way. I didn't even know that. Let me fix that. And, you know, why why are we scared to know our issues or to have them amplified? Like, it's not really, you know, it's maybe because we don't want to fix them. I, I don't even know how to answer that. That's deep. And I know how to answer that. <laughs> that was such a revelation. <laughs> that was deep, brother. Um, so I, I, this is why and, and this podcast will be dealing a lot with about identity. I think we, we have an identity crisis in the church um, and it's affecting every area of our lives. And here's the thing. I became more of an effective Christian and experienced God's love so much more when I realized that God loved me and that he wouldn't leave me. And so when you point a fault now, because I know God's not going to leave me, and because I know that when something is brought to light, it's just an opportunity, just an opportunity to get closer to God, I don't run away. Um, and I think, just like you said, that guy, he didn't accept, he didn't want money or any type of monetary blessing because he didn't, I think he was afraid of losing his salvation. You know, I've, I've thought over that situation many times, and I think he was worried about turning into something that God wouldn't love anymore. And if you don't have that revelation that God loves you, and and here's the thing, guys, just because you get saved doesn't mean you understand God or, or even believe God loves you. Because like I said, when I got saved, um, it was through an encounter with God. It wasn't, no one came to me and said, hey, you need to know Jesus. I was going through a very terrifying situation where my life was at stake and God showed up and I couldn't deny that was that was him. And so I accepted God. But through that process, I felt so loved. I was I would you you couldn't have told me I could do any wrong because I felt so loved. It wasn't until religion came in and people started telling me, you know what, you gotta you, you gotta do this if you want God to continue loving you. You know, you gotta do this, you gotta give this up, you gotta give this stuff. Well-intentioned messages, but done incorrectly can cause you to believe that you are unlovable and that that if you want to continue receiving this amazing love that God has for you, then you got to stay within the lines. You got to uh, get into the system and you have to do certain things. And so if, if you haven't had that revelation 
that God is a covenant God who will never, ever forsake you, if he ever, ever forsake you, then you'll be scared. You'll be scared to risk things that may take you out of that love affair with God. Yeah, it's we we have I mean if if God is not bigger than our issues and our sins then then how can we even have salvation, right? I mean the 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 idea of I'm going to lose my salvation because my sins are amplified is just like your sins were amplified from the beginning to to someone who's perfect like all of your sins were were big, and you know, I, I I gave this example to my wife recently. We were having a similar discussion about perfection and God's perfection. You know, I said Michael Jordan. You know, I, I would call the best basketball player of all time. I know a lot of people like to debate that, Agree. but whatever. <laughs> Agree. But uh, but he's definitely not perfect, right? He's not God. He's he, you know when it comes to basketball, but he was he was one of the greatest. But if if uh, if if a, if you have a a small child, an eight year old child who plays basketball with Michael Jordan, you, there's no comparison, right? And and it, he would just run circles around them. They wouldn't be able to score. They wouldn't be able to do anything. So the, in in that light, he would have some sort of perfection over that child, right? If if he went and said good job, great job to that child, if he if he encouraged that child, what would it mean to that child, or what should it mean to that child? Right. How much more that God is perfect and tells us that, you know, he He bore all of our sins, that he's willing to forgive us, that he loves us that much anyway. How much more from perfection, from a perfect, perfect God who has nothing wrong, no flaws and can see, still see value in us, then how not see value in ourselves through him, not because of us, but through him saying we we have value because of God, because this perfect God loves us that much. That is actually what gives us this value. So, you know, I, I encourage people to, to just get out of their own heads and get into a, a godly mindset of like, hey, my God wants my, my, my succession for his glory, right? My, my God wants to do these things for me for his glory and because he loves me. And all I've got to do is get out of my own head, listen to God, and stop crying out and just put my staff in the water. And 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 I believe that for, for me, for you, for everyone, he will part the season. He'll do this over and over again, right? He'll do this for you today, and then you get to the next level, and he'll do this for you tomorrow to get to the next level. Like maybe the, 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 the sea looks bigger next time, right? And the staff looks smaller. But there's always progression and there should always be progression in a Christian's life. I, I think the most dangerous thing that any Christian can do is sit still. I mean, and this goes for all of humanity, but especially a Christian who serves a perfect God, how can you just sit still and not fix things in your life? How can you not have progression in your life? You know, I'd love to go into a little bit about your history with entrepreneurship, uh, you know, like you said, you you only had an eighth, eighth grade um, education, and I know you. I know you've you've been through some troubles, and and you and I definitely are not like from a pedigree that breathes to like amazing success. You know, like we didn't come from a rich family. We didn't have like an Ivy League 
uh, education, anything like that. So what um, got you into entrepreneurship? I mean, the easy answer is God, but, but, but to, to dive into that a little bit, I mean, um, I, I saw a little bit of it in my family. My, my grandfather had a business, a small business. Um, my stepfather had a small business, but, you know, but they both went back to work, left that alone. Um, I had an uncle who has pretty much always been in business as long as, but it, it was, it, you know, there was kind of sprinkled. So it was there, but it wasn't, um, I I really didn't even feel any kind of motivation or and and perhaps that's what it was right like I was in that place of like I don't deserve this I don't um it 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 shouldn't be me um and I'll tie this in a, in a little while but I always had that uh I always had a, a demonic spirit essentially that made me feel that I I was last and I deserved and should be last um, and, you know, part of that's my education. Um, it was a lot of, there was a lot of drug and substance abuse. Um, I, I spent some time in jail. I missed my daughter's first steps. I mean, there's just a lot in my life that, you know, that probably don't have time on the podcast to cover, but just a lot went wrong and mostly because of me. Um, but I, I felt undeserving of all of it. Um, when I, when I found Christ or Christ found me, <laughs> Uh, when Christ found me and, 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 you know, gave me the gift of salvation, like my mindset still didn't totally change. Um, and I think, you know, this is a place where I think the church does struggle is that they, they don't help people change that mindset. So it's kind of like you get saved and you feel better and you feel God's love, but like, you still feel like, well, I don't deserve it, especially look where I came from. And so, um, but I, I remember God starting to show me and uh, I, I took a job. Well, first, let me say this. I had a job that was really good money for, especially for that time um, period. And I was doing great, but uh, I had got, God had given me something that I know the the walk doesn't look the same for everybody. For But for me, I got saved. I instantly quit all drugs, all substances. Um, I, I mean, my life just did a 180 overnight. And I had no withdrawals, which is, you know, a testimony in itself. I know that was God because I didn't go through any withdrawals or anything, but I cut drugs completely out of my life overnight. And the job where I was working at the time was making great money, but I had done drugs with pretty much everyone there. And drugs was kind of a part of the job there, if you will, as crazy as that sounds, but everyone there did drugs. So we all did them together. And God was really convicting me um, to leave. And so I left. And I went from having a really, really good job to working for minimum wage. And I questioned God, especially, you know, I was a new Christian. I mean, this is the first couple of months of my my walk. And I said, Lord, like you told me to leave. I was obedient to you. Like, what are you doing to me? Like, we have no money now. We can't afford everything. You know, we couldn't afford our house. And, and, and there's some lessons in that that I won't get into, but the church helped us. And, um, and you know, there was some some lessons of humility there um, where, you know, we had to get donations from the church just to survive. And uh, at one point we had no food and a, a neighbor came and brought us bread. And so we, we never went without, but there were some really tough times throughout that. I remember always questioning God and I'm working at this job. So I started to feel my spirit to, to start to try to do my own thing. And I always had a little bit of creativity. So 
I started working on some like logos and different things. And I would do that on the side. And uh, on my lunch break one day, I was working on a logo. The owner of the, the business came by, saw me and said, what are you doing? And I, man, my heart dropped. I said, I'm, I'm about to lose my job. The, my minimum wage job that I need <laughs> uh, is about to go out the window. And, uh, and he says, get up. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm going back to his office. He's going to fire me. And he takes me back to uh, what they called Skunk Works. That was the, the room for the, their developers and designers. And he opens the door and he says, hey, guys, this is Carlos. He's your new web developer. And he closes the door and walks away. And I just sat there like I didn't know what was going on. I was so confused. And uh, and the guys were so welcoming. And they said, hey, what do you know about development? And I said, nothing. <laughs> and they said, okay, sit down, man. We'll teach you. And I learned about development. And over the coming months, I got really close with the owner of the business. And I learned about business. And I can look back now and I can say, man, that what I thought was a trial and what I was questioning God about. And I, you know, I was Moses in that moment crying out to God, like, what are you doing? Right? Like, this is nuts. Like what's going on here. And now I, I, you know, many, many years later, I can look back and pinpoint that as the, as the shift of when God said, I brought you here to teach you so that you could learn this because I want you to be an entrepreneur because I want you to have a business, because I want you to help other people have businesses. And this that that was the shifting point for me where it went from like something I want to do to something I realized I was called to do. Um, I got I got I got to add something here just because I'm so yeah. freaking excited, dude. I have I have context, guys. I have context on Carlos because I know him and it's and, and I see that the changes in him from that time. And this was pivotal. This was like literally a turning point. I, and I'm going to have Carlos uh, come back to talk about two different things. One is the step back. I believe that a bunch of you guys are take uh, are either forced or taking steps back. And the thing is, it feels lonely. It feels like something's going bad, but it's actually the setup to move you forward. And God has done that a number of times in my life and taken me to places I didn't even imagine, but he always preceded it with a step back where it looked like I was losing. Um, and then the second thing I want, I want to bring Carlos back to talk about was, um, you know what? I was so excited about that that I totally forgot what the second thing is. But I did want to add, uh, stop and, and add this. And, and Carlos, I would like you to uh, kind of explain what you did there because the where what I see you now, where you're able to take an idea and make it so practical and make actual money from it, it's almost like you're creating money out of thin air. And I know that part of the reason why was because you were in this place. Now, could you kind of go into that, like what you did with ideas and how you guys pumped it out? Yeah. So the, the, their business model was unique. I'll say that I've never seen another one like that, um, but this is how it worked. They, they had several sales teams um, and these sales teams would go on the phone and they would essentially sell a product that didn't exist. 
Um, so I'll, I'll give you a, an actual example. So they created one product called Typing for Dollars, and it was basically a course on how to get online and blog and make money. Now, this course didn't exist. There was nothing to it. So they they did things kind of backwards here. They would have the salespeople sell something. And then if they got enough sales, they would bring it back to our department and we'd have to create it. So they, they would just come back and say, hey, we just sold 100 uh, uh, courses. It's going to be, a, you know, eight CDs and, you know, a full course and tutorials on how to start a blog. And then we would have to create that essentially out of thin air. <laughs> it's just like, okay, here we go. Now we got to design the CDs. We got to make a website. We got to make a full course. We had to, and we had to do it within a, a quick enough that we could get this product to the people who bought it before they canceled. And so that created something in me that, you know, it, it gave me a skill to be able to see things that essentially are not there in the moment. It's like, I, I can see a little further of what it's going to be because I had to do that so many times. I had to take it from nothing and build it into something that, that um, I mean, it, and it, it, you know, I'm thinking about this now and God's just kind of reminding me that this translates in different areas in my life. Um, I, I went to help a friend of mine move this morning and I, I got to see their new house and so excited for them. Beautiful home, beautiful family. And I got to see their house. And immediately when I, I got in, like, you know, the, it was like an empty canvas for me. And I'm like, hey, dude, you know what you could do right here? Like, you could build this here. You could add this here. And and like, I could see the house being fully done, even though it, it's, you know, they're just moving in. So it's empty. And it, it's it's been that way in my life um, since then. That That's a skill that I believe that God brought me there to learn was to be able to have an empty canvas and see the see what's going to happen, see what it could actually be. It, it's genius. And, and guys, I, I, I can't even tell you, I'm not, I don't just throw compliments out there. Uh, it really does bug me out. It, it's, it's a skill that I've seen Carlos do, do where like anytime he needs money, he could just do something and create it like something that wasn't there. And that really is what entrepreneurship is, is, is taking, you know, making something out of nothing, you know, um, God has done that. Uh, really, he's the only one who has made something out of nothing. But when I say make something out of nothing, that there wasn't this business, there wasn't this idea, and he's able to come up with this idea on the fly and act make actual money. Now, I, I know some of you who hear this may feel uncomfortable about that that business model, um, and you know it doesn't fit within the lines. And re when religion tells you. Oh, if it doesn't fit within the lines, then God can't possibly use it. Well, I'm here to tell you, he did. He used it. He took a newly saved guy into this, um, this business plan that isn't orthodox. Uh, and, and Carlos, I've seen the, I see the fruit of him going through that process to where now he uses it for the kingdom. Um, he's able to see things further down the line and then work backwards. And we need people like that. Uh, we need people who stretch themselves and who are willing to be relevant because the church, like he said, why doesn't the church own Facebook? Why doesn't the, the church own Twitter, all these other things? It's because I believe it's because uh, a lot of Christians, most Christians don't put themselves out there because things need to fit within a line. And one thing I know about God 
is he just does some things in such a new way outside of the lines. He's like trying to do a new thing, uh, but we can't put new wine into old wineskins. We have these old wineskins we're trying to hold onto in our relationships, in our businesses, in our spiritual life. And God is trying to give out the new wine. Um, I'm really excited because Carlos and I see some, we feel something different in the air. There's something really different in the air, the spiritual air today. You have the Asbury revival. You have all these things happening where God is moving. And we believe there's a new wine coming. But, you know, we want to do our part, our little part to help you guys give up the old wineskins and start being open to the new wineskins so that we could get this new wine and the church can be who she's supposed to be. Amen. So from there, you and this guy, this guy was really rich, guys. He was like he would fly in people just to speak to them for an afternoon. Right. Uh, what was that like? Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd bring in all types of famous speakers and different people. And, and we would it's I've never seen another job like this, to be honest. But um, I mean, I'm not saying they're not out there, but I had never experienced anything like this. But he would just bring in these different famous speakers to just sit there and talk to us for an hour or he would do it sometimes. And, and sometimes it went two, three hours. So imagine, and he's paying us like we're clocked in and he would just do that. He's a good guy, man. Like he just, uh, he, he wanted other people to see what he saw in business. And so uh, what I learned there was, you know, a lot, it really was. And, and it, there's a whole nother lesson in that, right? How like God can use someone who's not even Christian, you know, <laughs> Uh, to to bless a Christian, and so there's a whole another lesson in that. But the the you know I, I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this. You know what what may look bad to you now, a lot of times is just the stepping stone. It's it's the path to get there, right? Sometimes to uh, uh, to get where you want to go and to see that beauty, like there's a sacrifice. And as for someone who's traveled a little bit, like. I can tell you like the most beautiful waterfalls, the most beautiful places, they're not easy to get to. You know, I we've been in some propeller planes and some all types of stuff to get to some of these places. And, you know, uh, I remember we were going with our, our, our sister-in-law and we were traveling with her and, um, and she said to me, she's like, man, this is like traveling is a little hard, isn't it? And I said, well, if you want to, you want to see something nice, it is. <laughs> Like you, you, and not that there's not nice places all around us, but like, if you want to get to the, some of these places, like the, the path there is not clean. It's not paved roads. Like a lot of times you're trekking through the forest or you're, and, and, and I think that's the same in life itself is like, if, if you're looking to get to the, to the next level, if you're looking to, or even just start your level, you you just want to start entre entrepreneurship, like the path is not paved. And so you can't be afraid of the rocks. You can't be afraid of the forest. You, you, you've got to be able to go in. You can't be afraid of the ocean. You've got to be willing to put your stick in. There's a principle I kind of live my life by. And um, it, there's a scripture in, in, in Proverbs where it says, it's the glory of God to hide things, but it is the glory of kings to search them out. 
And I have applied that to every aspect of my life. I believe God is glorified when I search, when I, when I chase and um, mostly it's chasing him, you know, and it's how I've been able to get past really difficult times. And it's because I know um, that the only way out is to chase after God um, in business. Yeah. It's, it's to chase it's, you know, I'm not going to sit on my butt. I'm not going to wait for it to drop into my lap. Um, another thing that I kind of wanted to mention was like this guy, you know, he was so successful, but he was so active guys. And this was a guy who probably was, uh, wasn't saved. Right. Uh, he, he just moved. And from my experience, the most successful entrepreneurs are not trying to fit in between lines. They do things in 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 a way that others would think are out of like out of order. Um, they just get crap done, right? Um, but like like for instance, here's he just saw Carlos making a logo on company time. Um, he didn't like. No, I was on my lunch break. <laughs> or oh, lunch break or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he just saw that and said, hey, this is your new web developer. No, no um interview, no, like, hey, is this the the right uh person for this job? He was just like moving. No, this this guy is the next guy. And what I've noticed is the most successful entrepreneurs, they make decisions like that. It's it's weird. Um, like the, the ones who like who never get the business off the ground are the ones who say, I have to have the perfect logo. I have to have the perfect business card. Oh, I need uh, I need the right domain name and the right website. Meanwhile, like the ones who are actually making the most amount of money, they just go, they go. And, they, and, and sometimes it's not the best order, but it, it, God, God moves in, in a way that's not linear. I think the religious mind will always say it, A has to happen, then B, then C, then D. Whereas like in my walk and in my experience with business, spiritual, everything, relationships, sometimes I go from A to C and then uh, and then I'll go to D, E, F, but then I'll go back to A. <laughs> Something happens really bad and I go back to A and I have to start over again, but then I go to B and then he moves me to K, you know? And so this life is not easy but i could tell you that god exists and i could tell you that he is still in the blessing business and he loves to be chased he even said in proverbs it is the glory of kings to chase it is the glory of kings to search out and and god will bless you if you don't give up god will bless you if you believe i think like this is a perfect spot to kind of end this episode but i would love to give the floor to you carlos and kind of just utter anything parting words or any ideas floor is yours yeah i would uh, just to drive home what you just said about you know not waiting for the perfect logo not waiting for and just doing right just putting your staff in the water um you know, a lot of people know the company Two Men in a Truck. And uh, without getting into the story too much, 
like you look at their logo <laughs> and <laughs> i mean it it looks like a child drew it right it's it's not the most appealing the it everything about their logo and their brand is essentially black and white there's not even colors to it these guys didn't put any time into that they put an ad on craigslist because they saw something that god had given them a vision for god has shown them that there was an absence for people that just moved furniture, right? They had these big commercial trucks you could get, and then they, you could rent your own U-Haul, uh, but no one was doing it. No one was taking a truck and just going out and moving stuff for people. It's a $9 million a year business now. And, you know, the CEO is Christian. Like, God had his hand in this business just because they were given a vision and they put their staff in the water and they move forward. And you you can see it by their branding. This is not like, you know, like they spent millions of dollars on branding. I don't know who drew the logo. Probably one of them, honestly. Right? Like it looks like a hand-drawn logo. But my point here is just this. You know, put your staff in the water. Move forward on what God gave you. It will work itself out because he's working it. It's not you. Just show up. You're, you're his employee, it's his business, it's his vision, it's his idea, and he's just trusting you to do it. And if he trusts you, then have enough confidence that he knows what he's doing and you're the person for the job. God loves you guys and he loves your faith. But the thing is, your faith without works is dead. God wants your faith to be alive. And we just want to encourage you, put action to your faith. Don't worry about it looking pretty. Don't worry about it looking a certain way. Just action-filled faith. See what God does with that. Carlos and I love you. Um, hope you enjoyed this podcast. And until next time. Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And also, subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace.